This is Doug Hastings, Vice President of Moody Radio, and we're thankful for support from our listeners and businesses like United Faith Mortgage. My grandma loves iced tea. It's her thing. So I go to hang with grandma for a bit, and I see she's holding her big plastic cup with her tea, but the cup is literally sitting inside one of grandpa's sports socks. And I'm not making this up. No one could make this up. Uh, grandma, you okay? Of course, dear. The sock soaks up the sweat and keeps the tea colder. Hey, it's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage. And as I thought about it later, I thought, that's the kind of mortgage team I want us to be. The kind that's willing to take any step needed to get the job done on your new home purchase, refinance, or cash out refinance. And can we help everyone? No, obviously we can't. But if you know we're willing to use Grandpa's sock to keep a drink cold, you'll know we're willing to do whatever it takes to make sure you're taken care of. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Melville Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Corporate NMLS number 1330. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Utah. The numbers continue to roll in about the impact COVID had on the economy last year. And one thing is clear, it changed the way some of us are handling our 401ks. Saving for retirement is always important and the need for it doesn't change, even when there's a crisis. So today, Kingdom Advisors President Rob West talks about how the pandemic may have affected your retirement savings. And we'll take your calls at 800-525-7000. Your calls on anything financial, 800-525-7000. I'm Steve Moore. What's in your 401k? That's next on MoneyWise Live. Well, Rob, folks just starting out in life often seem to think that retirement investing is something they can pretty much deal with later. Uh, But we want to dispel that notion kind of quickly today, right? Uh, That's certainly true, Steve. Think about this. Sometimes retirement is referred to as the golden years, but it's certainly not because you're not likely to have more gold then because your income is usually less. In fact, your younger years, when you're just starting out in the workforce, should actually be called your golden years, even if you only invest a small amount then. That's because of the huge impact that starting early will have on your retirement assets decades down the road. There's something like like an inverse ratio at work. Uh, Investing even small amounts in your early career years will have a bigger impact than investing a lot later uh, because of the time required for earnings to compound and grow. Yeah, well, that's exactly right. Lots of truth in that, 100% truth in that. Uh, But again, as a younger person in your 20s, Uh, You don't really make a lot of money. Typically, it's just hard to convince someone that age that they really need to pay attention to this. But, uh, okay, there are other benefits as well, right? That's exactly right. Your 401k contributions are deducted from your taxable income, so you won't pay taxes on them or your earnings until you make withdrawals in retirement. Plus, if your company offers matching contributions, as we like to say, that's free money. So you want to take advantage of that for sure. Yeah, so that's what we want to be doing with our 401k. But I guess what actually happened last year in 2020. 
Well, no doubt the pandemic hurt a lot of people financially. Millions lost jobs or at least partial income. But under the CARES Act, Steve, folks affected by the COVID shutdowns were allowed to withdraw up to $100,000 without incurring the usual early 10% withdrawal penalty. And a lot of them did. Uh, Between March of 2020 and January of 2021, listen to this, roughly 1.6 million people took money out of their 401ks. But according to the brokerage Fidelity, Uh, There was some good news on the 401k front as well. Nearly one third of 401k investors actually increased their savings rate in 2020. And the average balance was almost $122,000 by the end of the year. Well, okay. All right. Now, uh, one of the other questions we get all the time is how much do I actually need for retirement? That's kind of a broad based, broad brushed question. Uh, Care to tackle it? Sure. Uh, It's always a tough one because so much depends on lifestyle and the needs of each individual. Uh, Here's what Fidelity offers as a rule of thumb, though. Your goal should be to have 10 times your annual salary in your portfolio by the time you retire. To get there, you're going to need to save, if you can, at least over time, uh, up to 15% of your take-home pay. And that doesn't mean starting when you're 35 or 40. By then, you'll probably have to put a lot more than 15% in retirement if you wanted to reach that goal. Uh, As we said at the top, Steve, the earlier you start, let's say by age 25, uh, the easier it will be to reach your retirement goal. And even if you can't put in 15% right away, start with something. Don't just delay it. Uh, Work your way up to that 15% number as quickly as you can. Yeah, yeah. And of course, hope that we don't have another coronavirus pandemic or something similar, huh? Well, that's right. Now, we should take a minute to let listeners know about an important change uh, for you, Steve. So uh, perhaps we turn the corner. (laughs) Uh, And I would just say, uh, you know, as we talk about heading into tomorrow, tomorrow is going to be an exciting day. We have something to celebrate, don't we, Steve Moore? I have no idea what you're talking about. Are you putting a million dollars in my 401k for me? No, no, no. You know, tomorrow is the day we get to celebrate a big transition that you have coming up as you head into a new season and a new chapter of life, but a lot more on that tomorrow. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Thank you. You really caught me off guard there, and I'm seldom caught off guard. Uh, I can't spell guard. It's always A and the G and the U kind of confuse me. It's probably good time to retire. Uh, He's Rob West. He's not retiring. I'm Steve Moore, kind of semi-retiring. We'll tell you more about that. Here's our phone number, 800-525-7000. We'd love to chat today, 800-525-7000. We have open lines. Welcome back to MoneyWise Live, finding God's plan for your financial life. If we can help you, uh, if you have a question or you're in the midst of a quandary or you just want to comment in some way of something financially related, give us a call right now. Let's chat 800-525-7000. Rob, with your permission, we'll uh, jump into our calls, okay? All right. Sounds good. All right. Let's go to Bear, Delaware. Hi, Dee. How are you today? Hi. How are you? We're doing great. Thanks. How can we help you? Okay. Um, I just wanted to give a praise. I wanted to thank the Lord uh, for helping me um, uh, back in 2005, I believe it was, or 2004, Larry Briquette. Uh, I was $60,000 in debt, 
and he sent me some information and told me, after I told him how much money that I made, he said I should be able to pay that off within three to four years, and I did. I was just explaining to them, I've just been so busy because I was still working in a school, and I'm a caregiver, and... But I, I haven't been able to call in to give the praise, but I wanted to make sure I did that while it was on my mind. I'm oh. so glad you did, Dee. That's exciting. Now, how did you do it? Did you cut back on something? Did you make a change in your budget? What did that look like? Well, I cut back on a lot of things, and okay. um, and, and I even gave up my lattes and my sodas and stuff like <laughs> yeah. that, and, which, which I missed very much. But also, he was telling me how to, when you have bills, he says, try to pay as much as you can on one bill. And if you get that paid off, put more on the next bill. Yeah. And that's how I did it. And that's how I was paying my bills off. And plus he sent me the information in a box and everything just went to plan. And, uh, mm. with God's help and, uh, with you guys. And I appreciate it. Well, I, I did so it. And I'm just so excited. Well, I bet you should be. You did the hard work. And what you described is what we call the snowball method, where you essentially pay all your minimums, you take all your surplus, and you attack the smallest balance. And when you get that Mm -hmm. paid off, then you go right down the line. And every time you pay one off in full, you get kind of that uh, emotional, psychological win, if you will. And that is proven to be enough of an incentive to keep going that most folks just... Keep going like you did till they've paid it all off. Now, what have you done with that money that you're no longer sending to debt payments? Are you saving that? Did uh, you increase your giving? What What are you doing? I'm increasing the giving, and I'm saving some, and I've been putting my grandchildren to a Christian school. Okay. Wow. I love that. That's yes. incredible. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Very Those are good. very important. My children went to a Christian school, and they all graduated. So I want the same thing for my grandchildren. I want them grounded in God's Word at a young age as they grow up yeah. and... Yes. Well, God's God's Word is very clear that we should uh, celebrate and we should remember, and uh, God is faithful, and you're acknowledging that today publicly, and by doing so, Dee, I'm Mm. confident that it's a real encouragement to somebody out there listening who is where you were four years ago, and perhaps this is the incentive they needed to dial back the spending and cut out the lattes if that's what you need to do and apply all of that extra money. Yeah, that's yes, how it work. does yeah. work. I know it D, does. Did you say? Did you say, D, that this was back in like 2005? Is that do I remember it that was, correctly? It was. Be, I guess it was before Larry Burkett died. Is that how you say his name? Burkett. Burkett. Yes. Like mm-hmm. Yes, Larry Burkett. Yeah. That's yes, right. He, he was. He he was coaching me through all this, and I'm wow. telling you, and if you just listen, and if you trust God, which I wasn't doing that, yeah. it does work, and I that's give great. him all the praise for it. Well, and I tell and you, I can't Rob, wait that, to meet Larry in heaven. <laughs> well, I understand too. that you're going to love him, D, because we loved him, those of us who worked with him. And, you know, Rob, uh, I mean, what a legacy Larry left behind. That was yeah. before the Internet. D writes a letter, sends it to Larry, who got hundreds of letters, to be honest with you. I'm and sure. he responds and he provides her uh, with not only information, but a box full of stuff. I mean, that's the kind of legacy of love and grace that Larry left behind. And it means that as this ministry continues until Jesus comes, uh, that we need to be the same kind of people, generous yeah. uh, and willing to to share God's word and God's principles and the gospel of Jesus Christ all at the same time. 
Well, we walk in some big shoes, as you know, Steve, following in Larry's footsteps and uh, try to carry on exactly the way he he would and did, which was in a way that was hope-filled and encouraging and kind and yet very practical and helpful, but always centered on God's Word. And so uh, great to hear that testimony today. Mark in Milwaukee, what's on your mind? How can we help? Hi, Mark. I was on mute. Okay, no problem. Okay, Mark, take yourself off mute. That's something we've all become accustomed to in this Zoom age where (laughs) we have to take ourselves off mute. Hey, Mark, how can we help you today, sir? Hey, gentlemen. First, thank you for your ministry. I appreciate it. It's helped me pay down over $50,000 in debt over three years. Wow. And I'm almost debt-free, so we're doing pretty good. But my question is, I have $20,000 remaining on my last student loan, and right now there's no interest on that loan. It's current, and I have $20,000 besides my emergency funds left by the end of the year. And I was wondering, should I pay off, or should I keep it in a high-interest account? And what's your opinion on that? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I like the idea. Well, let me just confirm one thing before I give you my thoughts. Did you say you had 20000 which is equal to the balance in addition to your emergency savings? Correct, in addition. Okay, yeah, okay. And do you have any other upcoming, you know, short-term needs that are going to require some additional funds, you know, in the next couple of years? Um, I have a mortgage that is accruing interest, so there's okay. that. Yes. Um, but other than that, uh, nothing that I can predict. Our vehicles okay. are all paid off. Um, Great. We have our Great. emergency fund, yeah. and we have our three months worth of funding That's for great. our bills. It could yeah. be six months, but you know we're working sure. on it. So. Sure. And you're um, you're contributing to a, a retirement account of some sort. Yes, sir. At fifteen percent. Okay. Very good. Um, yeah. You know, I like the idea of you accelerating this and paying it off. Um, you know, I think you could go a couple of directions. One would be to say, you know what, we, we want to have a little bit more than three months. So we're going to hold a little bit of this money back just to make sure we don't get ourselves in a predicament where, you know, we need more than three months to weather some unexpected financial storm. And because we've paid this off, we don't have anywhere to go, especially while it's at zero percent interest. I wouldn't do it just purely because you're, you know, of that half a point return you're going to get in that high yield savings. I do it because you really feel like you need need a little bit more in the way of reserves uh, to fall back on. And if you don't have any other source of funds, um, you know, once you pay this debt off, then, uh, you know, you don't have that money. But if you're comfortable with the three months, especially if you're living well within your means and you have a surplus, which is allowing you to add to that three months and you have a plan to get to the six months fully funded, then I would say just go ahead and wipe it out. I mean, I think that's very biblical. If we have the power to do it, we should. And you're looking at it in light of your other God-given goals and priorities. And as you evaluate it, certainly being debt-free, regardless of whether or not there's 0% for the time being, or part of that's going to be forgiven or anything like that, I just like the idea of uh, you saying, you know what, I borrowed this money, I'm going to pay it back, I have the ability to do it. And it makes sense in light of my other priorities, which you're already taking care of. So for that reason, I'd say either A, go ahead and just wipe it out and let's move on, or B, uh, at least pay down a significant portion of it so that you're on track 
stack to pay it off in the next couple of years at the very the latest. Hmm. Mark, we're glad you called today. Hope that helps you. Thank you very, very much. You're listening to Money Wise Live with Rob West. If you have a question or a comment uh, regarding what the Bible's direction is when it comes to establishing priorities, paying off debt, generosity, teaching your kids about managing money, living a balanced financial lifestyle, or anything along those lines, our lines are open at 800-525-7000. Welcome back to Money Matters, where we do our very best around here to understand God's principles of money and finance and then share those with you. And one of those principles, Rob, it's a big one, and that is uh, living a balanced lifestyle, making sure yeah. your budget does have a, you know, does balance your checkbook balances. Uh, and speaking of all that, even we uh, live with a, a balanced um, uh, portfolio, if you will, and we live on a budget only because of our listeners, right? Well, that's exactly right. Here on Money Matters, you realize uh, all that talk of Larry Burkett and you wel- welcomed people back to Money Matters. Did I say, did I say Money Matters? old program, yes. Yeah. Did I really? <laughs> you did. Well, that's why... Well, I'll leave it at that. It's probably it's probably time. We do. Oh no! You know uh, this we do program live. started. Yes, way way back, 1988. It was called uh, Money Wise, and then there was Money Matters. No, no, it was Money no, we're Watch. Money Wise. Money Watch. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Money Matters. Money Wise, and now it's. Count your money or something like that. No, it's money-wise. And to your original (laughs) point, we do live on a balanced budget. And guess what? It's the end of March, uh, which means we want to finish the month strong. And uh, (laughs) we depend on your financial support to produce this radio broadcast each day in partnership with Moody Radio to bring you all of the web resources and tools and the money-wise coaches and the money-wise app. We do all of that because of your generous support. So would you consider a gift, perhaps partner? with us monthly or one time, this would be a great time to do it. It's quick and easy. You can head over to moneywiselive.org. That's moneywiselive.org. Just click the donate button at the top of the page, and we would certainly be grateful. That's right. Moneywise, remember that, Moneywise, Moneywise Live. He's Tom West. I'm Steve Moore. Oh, oh no, Rob West. Yes. Rob West. I Let, let's it. move along. It's his brother. Okay, <laughs> we'll do that. 800-525-7000. Orlando, Jacinta, how can we help you today? Hi. Um, Hi. Good afternoon. I'm a first-time listener and caller. Thank you. And Thank I you. was, I, um, my concern is that I remember you, I heard in the beginning of the hour that you were talking about how much to set aside. Well, I yeah. definitely started late regarding my financial plan. For retirement, I am a government employee, so I know I have a pension, so partial of my retirement is paid, but I'm not sure where to begin at this time. I don't have a 401k, so I'm just wanting some assistance based on starting late. Where do I begin? I don't owe any debt other than my home, Okay. um, and I do have savings, but not any um, investment or, yeah. Yeah, 
No, it makes sense. Well, I appreciate that, Jacinta. Let me just encourage you. You know, there are so many people listening uh, that are in the same spot. And, you know, we can pick up right where we're at and say, how do I move forward from here, recognizing that rules of thumb are just that. They're rules of thumb. And, you know, we do the best we can, and we need to be keeping our lifestyle in check and saving for the future. We also need to be well-planned. But at the end of the day, we trust the Lord. He is our provider, and we just want to be found faithful, all of us, myself included, in managing God's money wisely, according to the principles we find in His Word. And here on Money Wise Live each day, we unpack those 2,350 verses in God's Word as it deals, as it relates to money and possessions and saving and giving and all of it. And certainly we should be setting something aside for the future, but we're all at different places in that journey. And so we say, what do I need to do moving forward? And that's really the key. Um, how many more working years do you have, Jacinta? Um, well, when do I plan to retire? Yes, or ma'am. When mm-hmm. I hope to retire. <laughs> yeah. When when do you plan um, to retire at this point? Well, I mean, I think, I guess, I hopefully retire initially at sixty, but then um, I don't. I can go further on based on okay. my situation and go to, a, I guess, a second retirement to like seventy. Yeah. So where okay. it's not as str- stressful. Sure. So um, yeah. I'll have thirty years by sixty, but then I can go forward on another job, you know, I don't have, before I can start pulling out, I think. And how far away is that? How old are you today? I'm 40. Okay, great. So you've got, you know, 20 years and potentially 30 years still to go in terms of, you know, the, you know, working life that you have. And obviously, as believers, we realize that uh, we're called to be workers, uh, even before the fall of man, right? We're to be productive and uh, take what the Lord has created and improve it. And we all have a calling on our life. And we are in service to the Lord throughout our lives until he calls us home. And we always need to be evaluating what that uh, is for each of us. And there will likely be a season where you'd stop paid work because either you have to or the Lord redirects you to something else. And that's why we want to save for the future, not just to you know sit back and live necessarily just a life of leisure. Uh, but you have time on your side, even though you are starting late. So I think the next step for you, Jacinta, is a plan. Because when you have a plan, you're, it's, it's always more encouraging to at least know where you stand and what you're trying to reach. And part of that plan is going to include determining what your lifestyle will look like in retirement, in that season. Uh, I love the fact that you are debt-free, except for your mortgage. We're going to want to make sure we prioritize paying that off at the very latest by the time you enter that non-paid season of your life uh, so that your lifestyle is as low as possible. But as a part of a planning process, you would estimate what your lifestyle expenses will look like in that season, probably somewhere around 70 to 80 percent of your current expenses, just because the mortgage will be paid off. You're not saving for the future, those kinds of things. You might drop some insurance that you no longer need, things like that. And then you at least have a target that says, okay, in addition to the guaranteed income source I can count on, my government pension, I'm going to be short X, whatever that number is, on a monthly basis to fund my lifestyle based on my best guess on what that's going to cost me every month. And then you can kind of back into, okay, in order to generate that kind of supplemental income, I need a certain amount in the bank to be able to fund that. 
and then you at least have a target that you can save toward by keeping your lifestyle at a minimum and perhaps funding a Roth IRA or a traditional IRA in addition to what uh, you're putting away at work. So I would encourage you to connect there in Orlando with a certified Kingdom Advisor to do some of that planning. And you can find uh, two or three of those to interview and then select the best one at moneywiselive.org. Just click find a CKA. And we appreciate your phone call today. Thanks very much. When we return, it's Stephanie in Austin and Patricia in Cleveland. You can find out who we are, what we do, and how to support us easily, quickly, and safely when you visit moneywiselive.org, moneywiselive.org. Okay, let's go to uh, Austin, Texas. And Stephanie, thanks for your patience. What's your question today? Hi. Hi. Um, I want to say thank you, you two guys, for the blessings y'all blessed the y'all journey, y'all journey through the money uh, app. Oh, good. Thank you. Appreciate very much. That. Thank you. Okay. Um, I just have a question about my risk savings plan for my job. I work for the federal government, and okay. um, we're under a three-tier system, and I put in ten percent, but I know I'm entitled to the. I'm going to get the retirement and I'm going to get the Social Security. But um, also, we also have a sort of savings plan. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> and I've been on my job at, I work for the Internal Revenue Service, and I've been there since uh, I was 36. But I didn't start right away in the sort of savings plan until I was about 38, yeah. two years later. But I, what I did was I made a big mistake and went up. Was when I signed up with their savings plan, I put down. I, I thought I was putting in five percent, and I put down fifty percent. <laughs> Did income. you say fifty percent? Yes, it was. Oh, wow. I thought when I signed up on the website, I put down fifty percent, and I was yeah. wondering why my paycheck was growing like small, and I just didn't realize <laughs> that till almost two years later. Oh, and no. my savings plan grew to almost $25,000, <laughs> which was crazy. And I, I said, they told me that I'll put in 50%. Well, I wasn't yes. paying attention at the time because I was working another part-time job. I see. And okay. I said, well, I'll just have to deal with this. I don't know why they're taking so much out. And I just realized, <laughs> and I, I just realized it. And I said, well, at least I have a nice little savings. But that sure. was like, and then now I'm 52, so it grew since then. Okay. But I'm, I'm still just putting in 10% since I right. started. Yeah. <laughs> After the 50%, yes. I dropped it to 10%. <laughs> so okay. um, can I, you think it's a good idea that I stay at the 10%? Because I keep hearing you saying 15%. You should yeah. put in about 15%. Yeah, I mean, 15% would be a great target. And the idea here, Stephanie, is that Social Security was never intended to cover 100% of your expenses in retirement. At, at best, it's probably going to cover 40 to 45%. So we need to be saving through other means to have other assets that we can convert into income streams to supplement Social Security and cover your lifestyle in that season. Um, and so with the TSP, which is for government employees, the Thrift Savings Plan, you have the essentially the ability to contribute to what is the equivalent of a 401k uh, through salary 
deferral, which you're doing, and one way to build that up quickly is to set it at 50%, but <laughs> that's challenging. And so I realized that was a mistake. So 10% certainly is a great number. I think, you know, 15% is probably a better target. So, you know, it always requires that you go back and do a couple of things. Number one is I'd like for you to have a plan. So I think at this point in your life, it, I think you said your age was 52, this would be a great time for you to um, get with a financial planner, do a financial comprehensive financial plan that includes the retirement portion of your financial planning just to determine, okay, what do you expect your expenses to be in that season? What might you uh, have from Social Security based on the latest estimates and what you're, uh, you've been paying in? And then what would your gap be? And therefore, what do you need to have in your TSP when you reach retirement to generate the kind of income that you need and not pull out too much every month so that uh, account will you know, sustain you throughout the rest of your life. Because keep in mind, when you retire, let's say you retire at, you know, 65, you could still need that money potentially for three decades or more. So we need that money to last. So I think uh, doing a financial plan with a financial planner uh, would be real benefit to you. And then, you know, it's not just 15% for the sake of 15%. You're saving toward a target based on somebody who's actually run the math and, you know, you've worked together to come up with that number um, through a, a planning process. So I'd encourage you to go to our website, moneywiselive.org, connect with a certified kingdom advisor there in Austin, and uh, go ahead and do some of that planning. And if you have questions when you're done with that, give us a call back. Mm. Stephanie, thanks very much. We appreciate that. And we're glad that you caught those numbers early on, even after two years. Cleveland, Ohio. Patricia, you want to help your daughter, huh, with her student loans? Yes, sir. And blessed Holy Week to both of you. Hi. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you. Um, She just started her job last week. It's with a nonprofit, but... um, you know, she's starting to get all these offers in the mail about consolidation, and we're just not sure how to advise her other than making a spreadsheet um, and trying to compare, but if there's safety things to watch out for. And then also, if we are and when able to help her, uh, we have a question. Are you able to make payments on the principal like you can with a mortgage uh, extra payments on a principal um, to get the you know amount of the loan down more quickly. Sure. Thank you. Uh- Yeah, you certainly are. Let me ask you about two things that uh, my producer put in the notes here uh, when you called in a moment ago. One is that you were considering using retirement savings, and the second is that your daughter's employer uh, potentially is going to help her pay these down. Tell me about those two items. Okay, we're going to use our retirement time, and uh, any my husband and I both have part-time jobs, so we want to target some of the funds, not our retirement savings, but our retirement income uh, from part-time jobs to maybe help her. And uh, it does not look like her employer will be able to help her. 
I see. Okay, very good. Well, the only thing I would just caution you on is just keep in mind when it comes to paying uh, for college or paying back college loans, uh, you know, when we talk about using retirement savings, and I realize you're saying you have a a part-time income in your retirement season that you perhaps is extra money, and you're going to use that to pay this down just as a a gift to her, and that's great. Uh, Just be sure that you're, you know, not taking away from important savings that you're putting away that you're going to need because, you know, she's got a lot more time on her side to repay these than you have to pay back retirement savings. But if it's surplus, kind of over and above what you all need to maintain your lifestyle in this season because you've decided to keep some part-time jobs, uh, that's great. And you want to bless your daughter, uh, I think that's tremendous. Yes, you can pay directly toward the principal and pay these down beyond the monthly payment. You'll just want to make sure that uh, you indicate that they do that. As to the consolidation, if these are federal loans, uh, cons- doing a federal loan consolidation is fine. It's it's not going to improve the interest rate. You're going to have an aggregate of the current rates. It's just going to simplify things because rather than having multiple loans, you'll have one. And the nice thing about the loan consolidation um, is that uh, it preserves all of the federal options, both in, in terms of loan forgiveness, if she were to happen to qualify for any of that, uh, and um, income-based repayment option, options if she ever needed those. So um, I like the simplification that comes through the consolidation, but don't refinance them with a private lender because you're going to be giving up all of that when you do that. So I think you guys are doing a wonderful thing, and you absolutely can help her pay these down. Just make sure you have the funds to do it. Hmm. Patricia, thank you very much for uh, giving us a call today and for reminding us that it is indeed uh, Holy Week. Uh, It's Holy Tuesday today and tomorrow Holy Wednesday, then Maundy Thursday, Good Friday, and of course then Easter Sunday. We'll be right back after this. Wonderful to have you with us today. He's Rob West. I'm Steve Moore. Uh, Linda is on the line now from Coeur d'Alene. And Linda, if you don't mind, uh, what does Coeur d'Alene mean? Is that maybe an Indian name or something like that? It is, and it means heart of the all, A-W-L. Oh. Because the French traded with the Indians, and the Indians were shrewd traders. So they said they had a heart of the all. Wow! You know the little all that you poke holes yes. in leather with. Leather, exactly. Yeah. You're you're an English yeah. teacher, aren't you? You're an English teacher, aren't you? I am. How do you know that? Wait a minute. I just felt it. It was just a vibe. How does he do it? It was just a vibe. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Wait a minute. What you're color good. car does she drive? <laughs> no, I'm not going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Linda, God bless you. Thanks very much. What's your question? Thank you. <laughs> well, I have to say, first of all, I've listened to Moody Radio out of Spokane for over 20 years. And wow. this is the first time I've ever phoned in a red letter day. That's great. Amen. We're glad to have you. Thank you. Um, I'm refinancing my house from a 4.3 mortgage down to 2.8. And uh, I... Uh, Paid two hundred for my house six years ago. It's assessed at four eighty five. That's what's happening in lovely Coeur d'Alene. So I really was thinking <laughs> I'd like to take out fifteen thousand and replace uh, some laminate flooring. Okay. 
that means that I would increase my mortgage by 15000 yes, but uh, just calling to see what the wisdom of doing that would be. <laughs> yeah, so if I understood correct, your current mortgage is two hundred. You'd be adding fifteen to it, so it'd go up to two fifteen. Are you also going to roll the financing? No, it's a cost? no. I oh. paid two hundred for the house. Oh. I oh, owe about okay. one hundred and fifty-five on the house. Oh, okay, great. And you said it's worth four eighty-five. That's what it's appraised as. Incredible, yeah. Um, and Incredible. so you'd add fifteen to it. And are you also going to roll in the cost of the refinance? Or are you going to pay that out of cash? No, I'm rolling that into it. Okay. And how much are you planning? What do they uh, cost roughly? Do you know yet? Uh, roughly 5000 Roughly 5000 5, Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a little high. I'd love to see that three to 4000 uh, You know, 2% of the mortgage balance would be typically what I'm shooting for, which would be, you know, around uh, $3,100. But um, so you might want to get a couple of other uh, options to consider, uh, you know, if you haven't already, I'd encourage you to get at least three. You can always check with your bank, but then I'd look online at bankrate.com to see who has the the best programs and rates currently because it's changing all the time. Um, In in terms of you rolling that 15 in, uh, yeah, I mean, it makes some sense in that that's a fantastic interest rate. You've got a ton of equity. You know, the only downside is um, how long is the term going to be on that, Linda? Oh, it's starting over at 30 years. Okay. And how long have you had that mortgage? Six years. Okay. See, I'd love for you to do this at at 25 or 20, um, Mm -hmm. just because, you know, by you going back to a new 30 years, reamortizing it, even though you've got a phenomenal interest rate and you're saving, you know, a point, 1.2%, by adding those years back on it, you're not actually saving as much. Um, so I would consider going with a 25-year mortgage. The only other option would be if you knew that you could pay this 15 off relatively quickly, um, you know, because you have some surplus every month or you've got some, you know, partial, uh, you know, amount that you've built up in savings that you could use for it. Um, tell me about that. Do you have much surplus every month or are you pretty tight and therefore you don't think you'd be able to pay it no. off quickly? No, I do, and and my my payment is like eight would be eight hundred and sixty dollars a month. So I had thought that I could make a couple extra payments throughout the yeah. year. Yeah, and that would be good. So you'd have a couple of options. One is you go ahead and refinance it, but again, I'd look at twenty five years, um, and and you just do the one fifty five plus the expenses, uh, and then you get a second home um, a home equity loan for the 15,000 and then just really focus on paying that off quickly. So you don't amortize that interest on that 15,000 over the next 25 years. Uh, or if you pay an extra payment or two a year, let's say the next 18 to 20 years, cause you'd pay it off sooner. You might be able to pay that portion of the loan off that home equity loan off in, you know, two or three years, if you could, or four or five. So that would be the only thing to consider. But if you feel like, no, I just don't have the ability to add, you know, the, you know, enough money to pay that 15,000 off in the next three to five years, then I'd say, okay, let's go ahead and roll it in, but let's not increase the term to 30 years. Do do you follow that? I do. Mm -hmm. 25 year term. 
25 year term and and if you think you could pay that 15 back in 3 to 5 years then I do it as a mm-hmm. home equity loan separate if you can't you say no there's just no way I can put that kind of money toward it to pay it off in 3 to 5 years then go ahead and roll it in but uh but let's make sure we don't uh, extend the term out okay makes perfect sense just okay. things to discuss with them Very good. Linda, the English teacher, thank you for listening and for calling uh, your first time today. We're delighted. (laughs) Linda, God bless you. Thanks so much. Valparaiso, Indiana, just a little bit of time. Beatrice, how can we help you? Yes, uh, I'm wondering if I should dip into my annuity. Uh, I have an annuity of $85,000, and uh, I have a daughter that's living with me. She's been with me since my husband passed away, and um, I had took out a mortgage on my home and we were doing some home repairs, but we still have quite a bit to go. And uh, mm-hmm. she's coming into some money because of the, of the virus, COVID virus. So she's saying that I should leave and let her finish getting, uh, fixing the house. And I'm saying, no, maybe I'll stay and you leave and I'll fix the house. But she's saying that it'll be probably too much for me. So that's my question. And should I stay and fix the house with my annuity or should I let her, uh, stay here and I move on for a couple of years, she said, and um, she'll fix the house. Yeah, boy, there's a lot of moving pieces here, Beatrice. Let's try to quickly tackle this, and it may be that we just need to reconnect uh, at another time or get you with a coach. But uh, this is your home in your name. Is that right? Yes. Okay, and what's the value of it? It's uh, 200000 Okay. And uh, how much do you need to put in it to bring it up to working order, the repairs and renovations you're talking about? Oh, this may be about, um, maybe about seven, 7,000. Okay. And are these cosmetic uh, repair, uh, repairs and renovations, or is this, you know, like a leaky roof that you just have to address? Yeah, it, it's a leaky roof and uh, yeah, a little bit of cosmetics. Also, I wanted a, ba- a privacy backyard fence and a kitchen redone, remodel, and bathroom. I got a bathroom and a half to remodel. And basically, that's it. It really, in electricity, to bring it up to date. Okay. You know, so, but keep um, in mind, uh, yeah. you know, the types of things you're talking about, bathroom remodels and kitchens, get very expensive. Um, you know, you remodel a kitchen, that could easily be twenty to $50,000. Um, so, but that's cosmetic. So what I'm hearing is there's some things you have to do immediately. Now, do you want to, let's set your daughter's wishes aside for a second. This is your home. Is this a home you want to stay in? Uh, yes, for the time being I do, but it, it's, it's kind of like a big house, you know, a big house for me. It's got four bedrooms. Okay. Uh, so it's more convenient for her because she's got three children. Okay. You know, so I can see, you know, uh, I can see her, you know, as far as her living here and taking care of the house and me moving on. So but she I, wants I, to buy it, it from you? Does she want to buy it well, from it's you? Gonna, no, it, it's going to be hers. Or she's going to inherit it, you know, if, when I leave, because I've already told her that it, it, the house will be hers, you know. Um, yes. But, but in the meantime, where would now, you go live if you left? Uh, it's probably in a small bedroom apartment, one bedroom apartment, you know, and... Uh, and then that way I can keep an eye on, on things going on here, you know. Sure. And do you have she the money like to be able to me. do that? Could you afford to go get an apartment? Uh, yes, yes, for, for about a, a year or so. I mean, she's saying to give her two years at, at the most. You know, she said she would help me um, uh, financially too with the apartment. But, okay. you know, I'm just still thinking about um, 
Yeah. See, I'm I'm not a big fan of this. I think there needs to be a lot more consideration, planning, prayer that needs to go into this. You know, it's wonderful that you want to leave this home to your daughter, but you're still here and you're still the steward of these resources. The Lord hasn't called you home yet. And so we need to look at your financial situation and you want to be able to be a blessing to your daughter, but you've got to think about what God has given to you right now because you're the steward, you're the manager of those resources. And so uh, you need to have a plan that's sustainable, that's not dependent upon her. If you were to give her this home now, and then you have to go out and pay for a, a more, a, a, you know, rent, which is very expensive right now, rent, uh, rental prices are very high. Uh, we'd want to look at that in your budget and make sure that's something you could do, because it could be that now is the time for you to sell that home and take that money and get something smaller that you can pay cash for. And then maybe out of the proceeds, you help your daughter with a little bit, get her on her feet. But I think uh, right now we're, you know, not necessarily approaching it that way. And you may find yourself in a position where you're financially overextended. She's in your home. Uh, she's not able to help you despite her best efforts. And, you know, you have a real predicament on your hands. So I think we need to back up and get uh, somebody else to kind of look at the whole situation and give you some counsel. So let's do this. Uh, I want to have my producer get your information, and I'm going to personally have one of our coaches connect with you to help you go through all the numbers, look at your budget, look at the assets you have, look at your home, and then help you think objectively about what's the best plan for you moving forward, while at the same time recognizing you want to be helpful to your daughter and her kids, mm-hmm. which is not a bad thing. We just need to make sure it all works because the Lord wouldn't lead us to do something that's not sustainable. Um, And so, you know, the plan needs to make some sense before we proceed with it. So you hang Mm -hmm. on the line, we'll get your information, and then we'll connect you with a coach. Beatrice, you sound like a very generous person. Uh, You hang on the line. I agree with Rob. Let's think this through just a little bit more if we have the time, and I think we do. Thank you very much. Speaking of time, we are pretty much out of it. I want to thank our production staff today, Amy, Eric, Dan, and, of course, Jim Henry. For Rob West, I'm Steve Moore. MoneyWise Live is a partnership between Moody Radio and MoneyWise Media. Thank you for your prayers and your generosity. I hope you'll come back and join us again tomorrow.